This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. So today's topic, we're going to veer off path and do something completely different. We're going to go nuts and we're going to talk about recruiting producing agents. But you know, before we do that, we always these days start with what I like to call the headlines of the day because, you know, this is news that you can use, infotainment, I like to call it. I read an article that the most expensive hotel room in America is $75,000 at night. Turns out it's just a courtyard Marriott, but you touch the mini bar. That's what happens when you're staying at the courtyard and you touch the mini bar. So let's get down to business. So if you are a real estate company owner, this podcast is for you. What if you've thought about becoming a real estate company owner um, and recruiting producing agents? So if you happen to be or are thinking about, if if you are a real estate company owner, maybe you're a franchisee of a major brand, maybe it's it's your own thing, uh, I am here to help you recruit producing agents. So uh, now this, let me tell you who it's not for. If you are an agent with one of these multi-marketing, multi-level marketing type of network marketing real estate companies, this is not for you. I don't, uh, you don't need a real estate recruiting coach. You probably need a psychiatrist, but that's a separate issue. But if you're a real estate company owner, you know, Century 21, Exit, you know, any kind of company owner, um, and you are recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, and you are open to the idea of having some help with that, then uh, this is for you. So hopefully one of two things would happen as a result of uh, today's topic. One is maybe we end up having a formal coaching relationship together and you love it so much, you tell every other owner you know how great it is. I'm talking about the owners that you don't compete with in your market. Or we don't end up working together, but you at least found uh, this program so valuable that you would feel comfortable referring us to another owner who might be a better fit. So either way, I want today to be of great value to you. And uh, so I'm I'm just going to begin by telling a little bit about my story and then – let you know of some questions that I think you should ask yourself. Talk a little bit about the recruiting, some problems that are built into the recruiting uh, thing that you already know about, and then uh, how we fix those at Fearless Agent. So, um, and if you like what what you're listening to, then hopefully you would give me a call at four eight zero three eight five eight eight one zero anytime because we're here for you. So I get into uh, real estate, and uh, it's 1984. The interest rates are 15% coming down from 21. I have a typical real estate experience in that I fail miserably for five years straight. And the uh, uh, 
finally, I go to a, and I've told this story before on the air, but I've, I went to a training uh, program called Sweat Hogs, but it was Floyd Wickman was the guy. So my mentor and coach, Floyd, and right, and, and that was the only training program I had ever seen that had anything to do with sales, and I had seen them all. So, uh, and today, his training program and mine are the only two that have anything to do with sales. All the others, I don't know what that has to do with, but sales isn't a part of it. And I uh, uh, am sitting next to this lady. She has got six months in the business. She uh, has no listings, no sales, no closings, no hope of succeeding. And uh, I turned to her and I said, where in the heck have they been hiding this? This is real. This will work. So um, I, uh, you know, signed up and take that training program. She did too. 90 days later, she has 19 listings. I have listings in sales and uh, listings of mine that sold and closings totaling 50. So it was like overnight success, you know, five years later than I had hoped, of course. But uh, we kept retaking that course every time it would come to town, and then we ended up joining forces, and we ended up being the top-producing team of any size for Century 21 in the whole state of Arizona. So along my career path, if you're a real estate company owner, you know I've had every job in the real estate industry other than yours. I have never been the owner, but I have been the bottom agent. I've been the top agent. I've been the manager. I've been the trainer. I've been the recruiter. I've been the men's room attendant. You know, broker, all that stuff. But the job I really liked the best was recruiter, and um, so you know for whatever reason I'm lazy. They come to me. You know that's kind of fun, but. Uh, but it is a high-paying job. So uh, kind of how that happened is I was um, – my company got bought out by another Century 21. And this guy had a very unique business model. He would not uh, recruit experienced agents. So his quirky little idea was he was only going to recruit brand-new people. So I was the trainer for his uh company and we implemented a very high quality training program. So if he recruited a brand new agent in three months, they would be a top producing agent by anybody's standard. So we could take brand new people off the street and turn them into high producing agents. So we had that going for us. And then I was an agent. So he uh, comes to me one day and he says, hey, Bob, I want you to quit selling real estate and just do recruiting for me and the training, uh, which was a pretty big sacrifice. And I, I said to him, I said, well, I don't know anything about recruiting. And he says, well, neither do I, but we'll figure it out. So I trusted him. Well, very quickly, we did not figure it out. And many of you who are owners of real estate companies are say, shaking your head up and down saying, yeah, I don't have it figured out either. So little by little, so he sent me to a um, pretty good uh, recruiting training program, but still, you know, it really, we didn't have it figured out. And then little by little, we ended up, actually, we did figure it out. So one of the things he did, and I do recommend this, okay, he had a filing cabinet in his office and he had magnets on the side of the filing cabinet with the last name of every agent in the office. 
in descending order of production. So the very top producing agent was at the top, the bottom was at the bottom, and then off to the right, he had uh, a list of the agents that had been with us for less than one year. They also were in descending order of production. So he had 35 agents, and then my job was to uh, book appointments and get these people to come in so we, in those days, we actually would run a newspaper ad, and the newspaper would say, I mean, in, case, in case you don't remember, the newspapers, these were these things they had that were made out of paper. You haven't seen paper in a while, but it was actual paper, like the headlines of the day come from. And, um, and we would run an ad, and it would just say, sales position available, earn between this and this. And these people would show up not even knowing it was about real estate until they parked in front of the Century 21. So uh, I would meet with these folks and and ask them a series of questions, and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But one of the one of the questions was kind of a weed out question. So uh, I would ask these folks, uh, you know, where do you think real estate agents get their business? And almost all of them would say, well, I don't know. I guess you give us leads, and then we take buyers out and we drive them around and show them houses. Is that is that how it's done? And I'd say no. It actually is really like telemarketing. You know, you would come in here every day. You would sit in one of those cubicles over there, and uh, you would cold call up and down the street through neighborhoods asking people if they would like to sell – if they're thinking of selling their house. Some of those people would actually say yes. We would teach you a listing presentation. You would go over and give that to those people. Some of those people would say yes. You'd list their houses. Some of those houses would sell, and that's how real estate agents, high-producing real estate agents, make a lot of money. So can you imagine yourself coming in here every day at 9 a.m., sitting in one of those cubicles over there and co-calling up and down the street every day for eight hours? Now, most of the people would say, oh, no, I would never do that. And I'd say, okay, well, thank you very much for coming in. It was nice to meet you. But a small percentage of them would say, absolutely, I would I would do that. And we would send those people to real estate school, and every one of those people would turn into top producing agents by anybody's standards. So my job was when I hired one of those agents, I had to fire the bottom agent on the file cabinet. So we always had 35 agents. So the result of that was we had an insanely high per-agent production, much higher than any other company I've ever even heard of. And uh, we were the number one Century 21 in all of Arizona, and the number two producing Century 21 had over 350 agents. So the result of that, and this is a key element here, so make sure you get this. Because our per-agent production was so high, producing agents that he, for whatever reason, would not allow me to hire, would be climbing all over each other, begging us to hire them, and he wouldn't let me, which I think was a mistake, but that was his, you know, it was his business. And um, so it's going to be much easier for you to recruit producing agents when you only hire people that are average, better than your average agent currently. So you want to keep raising that. And I would say uh, hire five 
fire the bottom producing agent. Hire four, fire the bottom producing agent. Hire three, fire the bottom producing agent. And then do a two to one from then on uh, might be the way to go. But I definitely recommend the cabinet idea. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is the agents in the office also would never leave. We did not have an attractive split, uh, but the top producing agents would never leave us and uh, because they saw the bottom producing agents getting fired and they saw all these oh, – there are friends begging to work there. So why would the top producing agents leave when higher producing agents were actually begging to work for us and he wouldn't even hire them? So the fearless agent recruiting coaching program that I do – is really based on three things. One is my experience of, you know, 20 years of recruiting in real estate at a very high level. And then the other is a, the book called Spin Selling. And you've heard me talk about that before. But uh, in the book Spin Selling, which, by the way, if you can't sleep tonight, it is the most boring half-read book in America. So if you can't sleep, great book. But it is the best book ever written on sales. There will never be a better one ever written. But it is based on an 11-year research study on sales where they, inter- where they analyze 35,000 sales presentations. And two things come out of it. One is that the results never change. And uh, so it was scientific. And the other was that the results were the exact opposite of what the way sales has been taught now and for the last 100 years. So for, the, for 100 years, sales has always been taught the same way. Every sales training program in real estate, other than Fearless Agent, is taught this way that I'm about to say. Every sales training program virtually that you will ever see outside of real estate is taught this way. You first step is you do a bunch of rapport building. Then you show the features – You're taught to show the features but sell the benefits and then you overcome the objections. And I don't care how you dress it up and rename it Ninja or Core or any of this other crap, this baloney that people fall for. That is what it is. So for the first time in the research, they figure out, hey, there's these insanely overperforming tiny group of salespeople that are doing something different. And what they are doing is no rapport building, and they scientifically prove that the more rapport building you do, the less likely you are to make the sale. They're doing no features, no benefits, no 21-point marketing program or anything like that. And because of that, they never have to overcome any objections because they don't get any objections. So if you think about it in a recruiting situation or a listing presentation situation, which is similar really, if you're not going to do any rapport building and you're not going to you know, talk about the features and the benefits and you know, all the different uh, promises and make any promises, uh, what are you going to do? Well, what you do is you ask a series of questions. Now, I'm the only person that has ever adapted the spin-selling model to real estate because it was not easy to do, but it actually works better in real estate and it works insanely well in recruiting. And 
everything is different. So I always say that, you know, fearless agents and fearless agent recruiters sit on a throne made of their skulls of their enemies and you don't have to put up with the baloney that other people do. Well, this is one of the reasons why. So you end up having the recruit sell you on why they should leave their existing office and you never mention their office. They sell you on why they should not join one of your competitors and you never mention one of their competitors and they end up selling you on why they should join your company and when you have the recruit selling you on you, you've arrived. And then the third part is the Fearless Agent Coaching Program that I do uh, has amazing results, much more amazing results. No no coaching program in the history of the real estate industry has ever had results even close to what we get. So the principles that apply to that also apply to recruiting mostly. So that's that's kind of where all this came from. Now, when you're an owner, and by the way, if uh, – if the stuff we talk about on this podcast makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were, if you're an owner and you're recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, and you're open to the idea of having some help, if you ever want to learn more, you can call me anytime, 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone. I will answer. If I don't, I will call you right back if you leave a message. And let's just see if you and what you're trying to do in your company or yourself and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. If it is, you will get rich. If it's not, we will both admit that, and I'm happy to help you in uh, many other ways that I can. I would also recommend go to fearlessagent.tv and hit the subscribe button because I'm going to come out with a recruiting series of videos. But uh, by the way, I, you know, I love talking to realtors. Don't think you're ever bothering me. Don't email me and don't text me because emailing and texting have nothing to do with sales. I practice what I preach. Always call me at 480-385-8810. So you can always go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com. You can go to fearlessagent.com, uh, fearlessagent.com. Uh, .tv, so lots of, and, and of course, the America's Greatest Podcast, FearlessAgentPodcast.com, you're already here. Subscribe to all that, and we'd love to help you in any way we can. So uh, here's the questions that I think you should be asking yourself as an owner. So if I was, you know, doing a, a, a complimentary coaching call with an owner, uh, I would ask you, first of all, there are certain numbers that every successful company owner should be tracking. These are the, This is the time to take notes uh, or at least thinking about. So are you the only owner, number one? Now, if you have a partner, uh, I noticed that generally speaking, uh, sole owners, uh, dictatorship we'll call it, tends to do better. Uh, the more owners there are, the less successful, all things being equal, the more owners there are, the more people in leadership there are, the less successful the company is. So a lot of companies that I meet with initially, they're very top-heavy. Um, so if you're thinking about starting your own company, just be the owner and don't don't take on partners or uh, uh, stuff like that. Generally, I would recommend against that. 
I am a fan of partnerships in general, but uh, don't you better have a good reason for doing that. So, and then how many locations do you have? Are you uh, a one location place? Do you not have a location yet? Thinking that through is a good way to go. Should your location be upstairs? No, it should not. If you're considering paying a whole lot more for a downstairs location, pay a whole lot more. Uh, are you going to have a manager in each location? Yes, that would be a good idea. Um, somebody should be recruiting. The manager's job in a real estate company is to recruit, not not other stuff. Uh, how many total agents do you have now, not including the leaders? How many total agents did you have one year ago? So if you had the same number of agents a year ago as you do now and your per agent production has not gone up dramatically, you have a recruiting problem. If you have uh, a lot more agents than you had a year ago but your per agent productivity has gone down, you have a recruiting problem. If you have less agents than you had a year ago uh, – and your per-agent productivity did not dramatically increase, you have a recruiting problem. So just know those numbers. And then are all the agents on the same split? You know, when I coach agents, I always coach them, don't care about the split. I, I will tell you, I had a um, complimentary coaching call with, an, with a company owner yesterday. He starts all the agents on a 50-50 split, and I think his highest split was uh, – you know, not a whole lot higher than that. And, uh, you know, he has really doesn't have a problem recruiting producing agents. He had one of the highest per agents productions uh, I've ever heard of on an initial one of those calls uh, for somebody that I haven't coached. And uh, he doesn't have a big problem recruiting agents, even though all the companies around him are these 100% low fee, low transaction fee kind of operations. So the split is not going to matter. So be profitable would be my advice to you. So if you could have everybody on the exact same split, that would be best. So the fewer tiers you have, the better off you're going to be. And then eat all the fees. Don't have a bunch of fees in addition to the split. So uh, I worked for a Century 21 and, you know, that was like uh, they started people at 60-40 and then they had the 6%, but it was really 8% franchise fee. That was so complicated you couldn't even – and I said to the owner, why don't you just eat the franchise fee, not pass that on to the agent? And he goes, oh, no, that's not, that's not possible. I said, well, have you ever eaten a McDonald's hamburger? And he said, yeah. I go, well, uh, that's a franchise. Did you ever go eat a McDonald's hamburger and they charge you for the hamburger and a franchise fee? And they don't pass that on to their customer. So only in the real estate industry are people dumb enough to do that. So if you can eat all those fees and costs and just make it a more attractive split to you as the owner to make up for that, that would be an easier way to recruit. It's much easier to recruit, and I'll explain that to you when you call me, but it's much easier. So what is the average split per transaction? And then know that this, the average, what is the average sales price for your agents of the houses they sell? Usually 
when I multiply that times two and a half percent, I end up at getting. But yours is different, you know, whatever yours is. So take the gross revenue from the company dollar coming in, not the total commissions coming in, but the company dollar side, and then uh, you know, divide that by 12 if it's a yearly thing. So I want you to know the monthly gross revenue from the company dollar commissions, the company side, and then the average transactions per month and the number of agents you have. So take the total transactions you have per month times the company dollar per transaction, divide that by the number of agents you have, and then you're going to come up with this number, okay? So whatever that number is, write that down. Now, in the book The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, Michael Gerber wrote The E-Myth. The E stands for entrepreneurial. And he talks about how every different type of business should have this one metric that they drive and get right. And if you get that one right, hopefully everything else will fall into place. So he uses an example of a liquor store. And it might be gross sales per square foot monthly. Well, when you're in the real estate company owning business, this is your metric and nothing else matters. So write this down. It's gross average monthly company dollar per agent. That's the number you want to improve. Now, the guy I worked for kept improving that number by hiring an agent and firing the bottom agent. So he always had the same number of agents. But your job in the real estate company owning business is to drive that number up at the same time you're driving up the agent count. You can't have one going up and the other going down. They must both go up at the same time. And nothing else matters. Okay, You're in the recruiting business when you own a real estate company. Now, those of you who are struggling with recruiting are in every other business. You're in. You're busy doing all kinds of other things. I always say the the owner's job is to unclog the toilet, unjam the copy machine, stay the heck out of my way while I'm selling real estate, and take my side in every argument, even if I killed somebody. Right? But you've got to drive up two numbers at the same time, the agent count and the gross average monthly company dollar per agent. And if you do that successfully, you're going to be a successful recruiter. Now, most recruiting programs that I have been exposed to, which is all of them, they don't work. And there's a reason why they don't work. They don't work because they are too much work. You're, if you're, if you're going to have recruiters under you, if you're the owner, your job is to recruit. But if you're going to hire other people at other locations, managers to recruit, you don't want to pile a bunch of busy work on them. It's, they're all too complicated, too hard to implement. I remember one uh, that I was exposed to. I was already a great recruiter. And then, of course, they bring in this uh, – recruiting program. It's famous. You've all heard of it. And there and these were the steps. Step one was clarify the vision. Step two was do market research. We had to put pins in a map and all this baloney. Step three, analyze and plan. Step four was initiate the plan. And step five was reflect and revise. Gang, if it is ever more complicated to recruit than step one, call 
and step two meet, you are way, way off track. So targeting is the baloney that all these recruiting trainers talk about when they can't teach the simple skill of setting appointments with recruitable realtors. And all of them were always taught by the guy that I would call Mr. Pizzazz. Just through the sheer force of his amazing personality, he was able to recruit agents. But you know what? You can't teach other people how to be Mr. Pizzazz or how to be the SOB, the son of the broker, or something like that. So fearless agent recruiting is about three things. No technology, no spending, no marketing. It's like a car you buy, you never have to put gas in. Uh, You will know things that your competitors won't know. You will have things that your competitors will never have. You will have a simple system that works forever. You will know who is and who is not recruitable immediately on that very first phone call with the recruit. You will effortlessly be able to book appointments with those of them who are recruitable. You will have a simple, duplicatable, step-by-step presentation both on the phone and in person. And you will know the only two jobs in recruiting that make you any money. You will avoid the two obstacles that keep owners and recruiters from succeeding, and I will create for you a unique selling proposition that properly positions your company in the marketplace. So you're going to know how to get them signed up on the very first visit, and you're going to eliminate all the objections rather than overcoming them. And one key thing is your commission structure will no longer define you. So fearless agent recruiting, again, my clients, they sit on a throne made of the skulls of their enemies. They don't have to put up with the baloney. So I want to teach you some skills that other people just don't know. So first of all, the presentation skills happen on the phone and face-to-face. So there's four two. So write these down. There's two jobs There's two ways to communicate, there's two types of recruits, and there's two obstacles. There's only two jobs that you get paid for in recruiting. One is scheduling the appointment, and the other is getting the signature when when you're signing them up. All the other stuff you do is charity work, you know, emails, texting, uh, marketing. None of that will ever make you any money. It might be necessary, probably not but it will never make you any money. So I teach you a magic question to ask on the phone that gets them to book the appointment and then the presentation that eliminates the objection versus overcoming them. And then I teach you the skill of being different. Oh, I forgot the other two. I forgot the other two. So two ways to communicate. One is uh, face-to-face and the other is the telephone. You are going to book appointments on the telephone. It is not going to be emailing, texting, Facebooking, YouTubing, none of that crap. It's going to be a face-to-face that gets the signature or an appointment. It's going to be a telephone call that gets the appointment or maybe face-to-face that gets the appointment. There's two types of recruits. There's experienced agents and there are brand new agents and you need a slightly different 
conversation, both on the phone and face-to-face. And then there's two obstacles that keep people from earning their full worth in recruiting. And one is, what do you say when they say, why should I even consider moving to your company? That's You've got to have the right answer for that. And then the other is you could be great at all of this stuff, frankly, and none of it will matter if you cannot manage your time. So the other thing I teach you is the skill of being different. Imagine that I open up an office across the street from yours. Now I am recruiting against you, okay? At that moment, you have a choice to be a little bit better than me, uh, which frankly would be very difficult for you, honestly. And the other would be to be completely different than me. If those are your choices, be different. Give them a reason to meet with both of us and they might just fall in love with you more because of your personality or who knows what. So being different is what you want to appeal to. So think of it this way. You've got the customer. I would write this down. The customer, you've got the product, and you've got the process. Okay. So the customer is the recruit and Then there's the product, which is you. You are the product, okay? The process is a nightmare. I not only have to get new business cards printed up, I have to leave all my friends at the company I did like, and I have to start from scratch, learn all your new little rules and procedures and all that. So the process completely stinks. So... What happens is bad recruiters always talk about the process. Bad recruiters always talk about the brand. Bad recruiters always talk about everything but the product. So I have you focused when I coach you on the product, which is you, and your commission model cannot define you. It cannot define who you are. So you will eliminate having to compete on leads and the location and the split. All that goes away. And I'll give you an example. You know, my old partner in real estate, that lady I was sitting next to in the real estate uh, training program, uh, when I went off to be a coach, she went on to be a manager of a real estate company. So she would go do a recruiting shtick at a local real estate school here in uh, Scottsdale. So the the room only holds 35 agents, and every – week, there's 35 agents. So she shows up. Now, the day before, some other person showed up pitching some other company. So she works for Century 21. So she shows up, brings donuts because you have to bring donuts. You got to bribe the the people. And then she would give the pitch for Century 21. So she would hand out three by five cards blank and say at the end, if you'd like to meet with me and talk about joining Century 21, put your name and, and, uh, you know, cell phone number on the card. So every week she would get about five cards filled out. Now, some of the people in the room are going to sell new homes. Some of them are going to be in property management. Some of them are going to work for a corporation where they just need a real estate license. So not everybody is going to be in resale real estate. But anyway, she gives her little pitch and gets five cards every week. So I said to her, let me go and just do something and let's see how it works. So I go She brings the donuts, of course. I don't. But um, I stand up in front of the room full of brand new agents and I said, hey, welcome to real estate, everybody. My name is Bob. And I was sitting where you were, you know, 20 some years ago. 
And uh, I wish I had known then, when I was sitting where you are, what I know now. And I'm going to illustrate it with this. I held up the local welcome new member list to the local board of real estate agents. There's about 200 people on this list. So all these people are sitting right here in this room. And then on the flip side, I color-coded it. And about 85% of the folks on this list, in the 85% of you who are sitting in this room, will not renew your license two years from today. You will fail out of the business completely. You will go back to Home Depot, tie on the orange apron, and explain to your friends and family how that real estate thing just didn't work out. Now, that little yellow group which is smaller, it's about 10% of you, about 10% of you will renew your license and you'll wonder why. Because you'll be in a constant state of earning a poverty level income statistically. You are not happy. You're not making the kind of money you wish you were. And then this little green group, the 5%, those are the people percentage-wise of you who will get into this business, immediately have success, And, of course, half of you did it by marrying the broker or your brother-in-law is a builder or your daddy's the owner or some secret that I didn't have when I was an agent. Not that I'm bitter, maybe a little. So the question is, what is it that the two failing groups have in common? Two things. One is they chose to do business with a company that allowed them to fail. And number two is in my In my opinion, those agents and those companies never should have agreed to do business together in the first place. So if you would like to avoid the miserable failure that the vast majority of you are going to have and you would like to be in that little green group, even though you don't have a rich daddy or your daddy doesn't own the company or you you don't have some secret hookup, gives you an obvious advantage – then all you have to do is put your name on a 3x5 card and your cell phone number, and I'll call you, and we will meet. And I walked out of that room with 15 cards signed. Now, the difference in what I did is I never mentioned Century 21, and that was the kiss of death for her. I made it all about them. She made it all about Century 21. And she never made that mistake again. So who is out there that's actually teaching the recruiting presentations and causing them to be fun? So the three ingredients that we need to work together is one, that we have to be a good fit. Number two is you have to be saying it's a pretty good bet that I'm going to be better off with fearless agent recruiting coaching than without. And then I have to know that I can help you. How will I know that I can help you? Well, you'd have to call me, and I'd have to ask you some questions. And then the other thing is, what do you want as your number one guaranteed result from our business relationship? I want you to know what that is. So if you call me at 480-385-8810, we'll have a little chat. And I want you to take some notes because I'm going to help you with your recruiting, whether we end up doing business or not. 
And once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. Please go to fearlessagent.tv, hit the subscribe button. Uh, You can go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com. And uh, please do give us a five-star review of this wonderful podcast where we do jokes and crazy stuff every single week. And uh, until next week, I want you to do what all fearless agents do. Number one, have fun. Number two, be humble. You have to have all these great skills. You want to stay humble. But most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Thanks, gang.